Good morning, it's Aya Wimala, and it's Thursday, March 25th. It is gray here. Uh, we've had a lot, couple of cloudy days, so it's still warming up a tiny bit, but it is, these are gray, like gray winter days. Um, so, I'm feeling a lot better, and I hope all of you are getting your uh, vaccines, vaccinations lined up and not not having a terrible time getting all of that arranged. I know it's been kind of a mess, but don't let that uh, sway you from getting them because you'll be doing it for others if you're not convinced you're doing it for yourself and things will gradually, we'll be able to gradually uh, see what our new normal is. But it's definitely going to be a different one, right? So today I wanted to read a little bit more from our favorite collecting gold dust. And um, I was, I was, and I realized that a lot of the things we're reading about in uh, collecting gold dust from Sayadaw uh, Utejaniya, he's talking uh, a lot about getting how to get rid of defilements, those things that that uh, keep our mind from being pure and able, and and that purity is what keeps it open, keeps that open heart, mind, heart, mind, bodhicitta, that awakened uh, heart and mind, and. The defilements are those things that keep bringing us back to um, the possibility of experiencing suffering because they're all pretty much always about um, hanging on to attachments, not being able to let go of certain attachments to certain ideas and behaviors and thoughts. So what I, what I realized was the two books I'm working with a lot now, pretty much in every class I'm involved in, are, the, are two wonderful books on the Noble Eightfold Path. So one is Gil Fronsdale's book, Steps to Liberation. And the other is Bhikkhu, Bodhi, Bhikkhu Bodhi's book, The Noble Eightfold Path, Ways to the End of Suffering. And these are two small books, but they are just gems. They are really great. Uh, different, different ways of writing. But they really, I think together they are covering the topic so thoroughly. So in Gil Fronsdale's book, this little book, uh, he, he has questions. We're, we're using this as a sutta study resource um, that meets once a month and it's with the Florida uh, Blue Lotus group and each month we're taking one of the factors one of the eight factors and that's the way Gil has broken it down in this book it's based on the way he he has taught this several times before but there are questions that he asked us to think about for that uh, they're questions that we develop for ourselves 
based on that factor, and he suggests areas to look at. And we work with those questions, maybe through journaling, with our meditation, through talking to a good friend. And we do that, we have about, we have four weeks to work with each path factor. And so the questions give us a week of, a week of questions for the month. So we have four questions and we're giving each question a week to be with it, think about it. And it's helping us understand our relationship to that factor. And uh, if, if maybe some of the, some of our own uh, core values and beliefs and behaviors and uh, actions are at odds with the factors. We can look at them, examine it. So this one is great it, because of that that model. The way it's it's uh, there's a lot of interaction with it, and it and it's giving us uh, some guidelines of the things that we can we can work within ourselves to help us understand and and see if our relationship is is harmonious with the with working with the factors. There may be some area where we find that we actually have different values or uh, different intentions than, than what we're finding in the Eightfold Path, and we can see how to work with that, see what kind of dig deeper into that. And then Bhikkhu Bodhi is explaining and giving lots of resources from the suttas and explaining uh, the Eightfold Path, and they're great you, the, even the book is a can be a PDF document, and he has a lot of the uh, his recommended readings. They're also available uh, online. But this is and it's just beautiful. The writing is very logical and very uh, straightforward, and reading it is a joy. So what the Eightfold Path is helping us do is to understand and see understand the importance of working with those mental defilements that we have all of the little glitches those are all the things that that keep us caught up in that uh, kind of endless cycle of suffering dissatisfaction disease and uh, I think with this background and really working with it, we understand what uh, Tejaniya is is working with. He's working with, he's helping us work with in this book, those mental defilements that come up in all the everyday ways. And if we can begin to look at those, and it might just be our attitude towards uh, noise in our neighborhood, or it might just be our preferences for one thing over another, or uh, like his example of meditating continuously for a year, but then he doesn't feel good for a few days and ends up at the end of a busy day without any help and running the family business, that he ends up uh, losing his temper and kicking a chair, which was an old habit. He didn't hurt anybody, but he kicked the chair. 
And so one of his uh, siblings, you know, kind of asked him, well, how's your meditation going? So he's, he's working, and with his very beautiful accounts of ways we can work with these defilements he's he's like out in the out in the field uh, and these other two books on the noble eightfold path are that's that's the that's the work we're doing and why we're doing it and then Tejani is taking us right out into the field you know where the guns are firing and we've got to uh, watch our heads and sometimes crawl on the ground and sometimes run like crazy and and talking about dealing with all of these things as they come up, as they arise, being able to catch more and more of the things that we can work with and gradually change. We're all, we're all looking at um, if the things are ending up making us unhappy, then those are the things that we're, we're wanting to discover more and more how to work with it with our with ourselves and see what it is about the way we're acting or thinking or um, the way we're spending our lives and see what it is that's causing that unhappiness or that dissatisfaction okay so I'd like to just see where we if I can get to the place where we were yesterday this is good and read a little bit and then we can sit if we have some time left and this is on um, this chapter I don't think we've read this uh, maybe we have. Well, that's good. Um, I may have read some of this before. I'm, I really don't remember. Uh, this is called Reflect, Learn, Keep Going. Wisdom increases faith. Anyone who understands the value of mindfulness and has benefited from applying it in their lives, sees their faith grow. The most important element of faith is faith in ourselves and in our ability to apply ourselves to the practice. Wholesome minds support each other, just as unwholesome minds support each other. When there is more water, the fire goes out. When there is more fire, the burning continues. Reflect, learn, keep going. Daily life will be full of ups and downs when greed, anger, delusion, and all their relatives come on strong. The wisdom you've got may not be sufficient enough to stop them. How do you approach such a situation? The first step is to accept whatever is happening in the mind as it is. Accept that this is just the nature of the mind Unless you accept, you will be fighting defilements with defilements. I draw the analogy of, let's see, I draw the analogy of trying to accelerate a car with one foot on the brakes. The car won't move. 
And when we've all done that, maybe when we were a younger driver, you know how horrible that you can feel the car just in agony. You're gassing it and stepping on the brakes at the same time. So when you begin, the mind may not necessarily be completely open to this process. That's fine. This is how you start when you're developing your meditation skills. Learn from these different situations. Later on, you'll begin to notice causes and effects. Understanding the causes that lead to greater momentum in the practice will allow your meditation to improve naturally. And that's what we're looking for, to just allow our practice to naturally grow. And I think learning about the Eightfold Path uh, is just the, is a wonderful, is a wonderful kind of study and uh, practice to be engaged in as we're, as we're letting our meditation naturally grow naturally improve. While something is happening, awareness will continue to collect data little by little in the background, and wisdom will step in when there is enough data. When wisdom steps in, you will no longer continue with the unskillful action. Acknowledge and work through these challenging situations instead of avoiding them. When the mind comes, understand. I think there's some not very good uh, editing in this chapter. When the mind comes to understand that something is wrong, is wrong, it will not repeat an action again. The lessons are all there for you to work through. Sometimes it's hard to believe that, that when we really understand it, when we really understand it and see it clearly, that we can just drop uh, that action. We, can, we don't have to keep repeating it. Sometimes that's almost too good to be true. We don't want to believe that. We always want to believe we've got to work harder or there's something, uh, there are more steps to it. What kind of understanding can you glean from what is happening? You can start by being interested, then investigate. You will become aware of many different things, but be mindful that these are just objects or experiences. Begin to ask more questions. What is a concept? What is reality? Continue to watch and learn. Cultivate curiosity and interest. They are important ingredients. Don't be afraid of making mistakes and never feel bad about having, excuse me, and never feel bad about having made a mistake. Okay, somebody needs to probably tattoo that on their arm because some, some of us can continually feel bad about having made a mistake, right? These false steps are the stepping stones on our path and a part of our progress. We cannot avoid making them. Becoming aware of, carefully looking at, and learning from mistakes is wisdom at work. As we learn from our mistakes, wisdom will start coming in more naturally, more automatically. 
Over the years, as our practice progresses, as we become more and more mindful, the knowledge and understanding we have accumulated will naturally come in more quickly. Wisdom and mindfulness will start working as a team. Pay attention to skill and right effort. So this is, you know, this is exactly Eightfold Path. The Dhamma encompasses everything. All the good and all the bad are all nature. You may only want the good and not the bad, but that's impossible to have. You will have negative reactions. When there is insufficient understanding into phenomena or the wrong attitude towards an experience, you will have a negative reaction, and you can't stop that. Just know that a reaction is happening. Know it and understand it, but don't try and stop it. Everything will fall into place once there is understanding. Wisdom will know how to balance do what needs to be done, and drop the unnecessary bits. Don't force something to happen. This goes against nature. While you, don't, while you can't get something just because you want it or you work for it, there are two things that will move us forward, how much you do and how skillful you are. Pay attention to applying skill and right effort. These pieces deserve your attention. Meditation is not like the lottery. You don't pay a little and win a huge landfall. Reducing defilements is a learning process, and you will find that your understanding slowly emerges and moves toward the middle path as you recognize the extremes. Suppressing and expressing are the, are the two different extremes. Oh, I like that. Suppre- suppressing and expressing are the two different extremes, but you, will ex- but you will experience them. Watch what the mind does in these moments. Learn what is beneficial and adjust accordingly. If you think something is good, you're at one extreme. If you think something is bad, you're at the other extreme. You have to see things as they are and where they lie. Therein lies the middle way. For example, when a defilement arises in the mind, you neither try to stop nor encourage the defilement. Exercise right view in remembering that this defilement is not you. The defilement will express the amount of power it has, and you can't prevent that. Just step back and keep an eye on the defilement consistently and patiently, learning and figuring out how it functions and its job description. This is a learning process. <clears throat> wow, this is good. This is from page one, uh, page 67 in Collecting Gold Dust. Now the next section, it's, it's, just, it's not even a new chapter, will be how to work with difficulties. 
just continuing. So I'm marking the spot because this is excellent. This is why this is why we want to see those defilements. Because as they arise, then that's when we start working with them. I love what he's saying here, that the extremes are suppression and expression. And we're always remembering we need to look for the middle path. And it takes a long time. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> you can take that. You can take that. Literally. <laughs> so, let's sit for a little bit. We don't have a lot of time, but really, this is uh, this is in some on some levels. It seems like this is so simple, and on the on others, this is as deep and essential and as foundational and as important as anything gets. This is really what the Buddha wanted us to look at and see. And we have to do it for ourselves. But thank goodness we have guidelines, right? Thank goodness we have good teachers to help us um, move in the right direction. And that we're all moving in, our, in a direction that's right for us, that's appropriate for us. But it's it's really good to have some good teachings to help us keep navigating towards that path. So let's just sit for a few minutes together with this um, beautiful wisdom and just let it soak in. So just let your body be relaxed. More and more feel your body being at ease. And you begin to see how you can put your body at ease. Be aware of the body breathing. Each breath in, each breath out. And have and your body's posture is also informing your body. The breath becomes calm. The body is awake, the body knows. It knows to be attentive and awake and present.
Just be present to whatever is going on. What's coming in through your sense doors. What's going on inside your body. And just be present with it. Let the ego settle down. It doesn't need to be coming in between. being present in all of nature. Just be that observer. Please keep sitting if you can and just enjoy taking everything in without needing to be uh, making a judgment or critiquing it. Just take it in. Just allow it to be. And I'd, I'd like to close with this sharing of merits. May the actions that we take towards the good 
toward understanding ourselves, toward being more peaceful, be of benefit to all beings everywhere. Thank you so much for being part of my practice. And hopefully I'll see you tomorrow.